Okay, tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You're doing the classic dating app thing and you swipe right on someone you like the look of. You get chatting, you really hit it off. You know, flirting and messaging all the time. And then weeks or maybe even months pass and you start to feel kind of close to this person. But also, it's kind of not going anywhere. You're in like dating limbo, except you're not even really dating. Trapped in a relationship waiting room with creepy elevator music. So how do you get the F out of there and find out what's going on? Especially if you really struggle with the dreaded what are we chat. Nat Tenchich here, and don't worry, we've got you. Whether you're in that weird limbo stage or kind of dating someone and looking to take the relationship to the next level, in this episode, we're going to let you know how to do exactly that, how to be more confident with knowing what you want and to have the courage to have the what's going on here combo. Matching with people and getting stuck in the relationshipy messaging but no date situation is something that Sarah from Sydney has been experiencing. She hit us up on Insta and she called it the limbo stage, which we loved because <laughs> it is really true. Like we've all been there. Here's what happened to Sarah. I think it was back in October. I met this guy on Tinder. And I think it went quite fast on both ends in the sense of names of endearments, you know, uh, one, like he would be messaging me every time he'd go to work, like, hey, I'm going to work and like, oh, that's great. You know, I'm, hey, I'm just having lunch. So it was just really, it really like be long, endearing conversations and really deep conversations and Lots of um, back and forth of messenger, messages and photos. And I think people, uh, especially me, it happens quite a lot where in this particular situation, it, it just came quite intense. But when it came to, I guess, addressing the conversation of, well, what are we? What is this? First of all, I think it's a bit of both in my perspective is I don't know how to address that conversation. Um, and secondly, just in previous interactions with um, guys, when I have asked what we are, it seems like it becomes a bit of a negative thing to bring up. A bit of a, um, oh, no, scary, it, scary. <laughs> yeah, all scary. I'm going to back away now. So it's nice to know you. So a lot of, I've had, I've had a few times where, you know, people were like, oh, it's awkward now. I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. And it's just like, well, what were you going to expect, like, for, to do this forever? You met on Tinder. Like, what do you, where do you think this what is going? To do? <laughs> so in, in this particular um, situation, like, I mean, the guy only lives, like, a 10-minute drive from my house. I've only met the guy once. We only went for one date. So you're not even really dating. You're not really friends with benefits. So I, I just never even had sex with the guy. I got quite frustrated because it's just like, I just didn't know what to do. I'm not talking to this guy anymore because it just got to the point where like I became quite frustrated. It just, it feels like a bit of like a fantasy sort of, uh, it almost feels like you're just like love pen pals almost, especially if you haven't met the person. It's happened to me quite a lot and it has been an issue with me when it comes to dating. And I think it's just because like I'm just so 
like I'm a confident person, but I just don't like making people uncomfortable. Mm. And I think, but at the same time, there's just there's just things you have to address. And I guess people might be stuck into how to do that. Just to like to get some um, ground like info. So you said with this guy from October that like you yeah. hadn't even slept together, but you were having these like quite intimate conversations. Like how yeah. long? How long did it go on for? I say about two months. Oh, and. I feel like so, you know, and, and to be honest, every night, some, some nights till five in the morning and it ruined my body clock and it also messed with my mind because for me, two months is a long time. So, you know, um, and like I said, it's happened quite a few times with other, with other men where it's like two months talking to this guy, three months talking to this other guy, you know, two months of maybe one or two dates here and you're just talking on Snapchat. It's, um, so it's just very much time consuming. I feel like it's time consuming for me. Um, cause I think I know what I want. I would like to be in a relationship somewhat long-term, you know, so that would be the goal. So for me, I just find it, well, I think in this particular situation, I think it sort of the, the pin dropped and I realized what's like, there is an issue. Yes, it can be so frustrating. And like Sarah, you might feel like you're being too forward for wanting to know what's going on, especially because we live in a dating world where it's become so normal to ghost, breadcrumb and dance around committing. And of course, it's only normal to have that weird, awkward feeling about having this kind of chat. Most of us aren't really taught how to have these kind of convos in relationships. And, you know, a lot of us are afraid to be vulnerable to put ourselves out there and end up getting hurt. And sometimes gendered stuff can play a bit of a part too. Girls are worried they'll come across as too clingy or full on. Guys will probably worry that they come across as too in their feelings. Because that's the kind of stereotype we've been sold. Couples therapist and psychologist Liz Neal says there's lots of reasons we end up stuck in dating limbo. There are so many reasons why we won't commit. There are so many reasons why we might even say we will commit, but then we don't follow through with it. And sometimes it just really is hard to find the time. So we we plan it, but we're not actually committed to the person yet. So it's easy to cancel on someone that we don't actually have a commitment to at that point. On the other hand, you know, there during the time that we're chatting with someone, it's really exciting. There might be times where we're, we go back to the chat at, at certain points because we're bored and we just find that that's an exciting thing to do at the time. So we're actually not committed at all. Um, and then on another point, you know, some we often get to a point of wanting to meet up, but then we get really nervous about it and we start to realise maybe I'm going to blow this and maybe it's actually not going to, work out and actually it's just easy to keep this chat going because this is more exciting than taking the risk of it not working out in person. Uh, 100%. Social anxiety can be a huge part of this. And it's something that you've told me about as well. Mel messaged us and said she's on Tinder and finds it really hard to meet up with people in public. She only recently realised how bad her social anxiety was and it feels like a lot of people on the apps are feeling the same way. Liz completely agrees, but says it's all about doing some self-reflecting and knowing what you want out of the relationship. Because we have become used to being able to start an interaction behind a screen, we've, we've got that buffer already. So we've become accustomed to being able to hide behind a screen and there's that distance that's in place and that helps with the social anxiety 
And so it also perpetuates it though. And then therefore it's really difficult to understand what each other's expectations are. And it's also a good platform though, to be able to talk about expectations and actually to have that verbal conversation without having to put yourself out in front of each other. So that's why it's really important to, to know that you know what you want, but also to be able to articulate to the other person, this is, hey, these are my expectations about what, what I want here. Either I'm just about to, I just want to have a bit of fun at the moment and I'm enjoying, you know, conversation online or I'm actually really looking for a relationship and that's what I really want out of this process. And that mismatch of expectations is something that Liz reckons is happening with Sarah. I think the really difficult thing is that she has her own set of expectations about what she wants, or or at least she's developing those, but she just can't get uh, the right read on what his expectations are. So if he's kind of on the one hand saying, you know, we'll meet up and we'll do something, but then he keeps putting it off, there's this misalignment of expectations and no one really knows what they are unless they are spoken about up front. So how do you sit down and define the damn relationship without feeling like you're being overbearing? Get your notes up and ready, because trust me, you'll want to take this shit down to read out later. Here's Liz's template on how to have that chat. So I think to start with the first point to make is, hey, this has been fun, right? So these are the parts that I've liked about it and it's been really good to do this and it's been a, you know, an unexpected, enjoyable last couple of months or last couple of weeks. So that's good because what that does is that it validates the other person. It validates it without putting any pressure on. Um, so once there's that kind of sense of, oh, great, you know, this is really good, then the next step is to sort of, uh, you know, propose the all, all the options. So it's like, this has been really great. And, you know, it's been so much fun the last week, unexpected. I guess, like, there's a couple of things we can do here. We can either just keep doing this as it is and it, in, and not change, or we can take this further and we can talk about getting making this more serious. And so it's really hard to know what to do. And then once those sort of options are laid out, the next thing is, so what do you think? Like, what do you think you want to do? Putting it sort of back as a question to the other person, I guess the really, really important bit here, though, is really knowing what do I want, you know, knowing knowing what it is. Is this working for me? Because if they're going to string this along, let's assume, we have to assume the other person's not going to change at this point mm. unless, unless we get some kind of feedback that they will. And so if we can assume nothing's going to change, if nothing changes, am I really happy doing this? And if, if the answer is no, then being able to realize, all right, well, look, I'm going to I'm going to put a time frame on this. I'm happy to do this for this amount, you know, this many more weeks. But then at that point, actually, this is no longer something that is good for me. In fact, it's not a, a, a positive thing in my life anymore. It's actually hazardous and it's only going to make me feel bad. Now, like Liz said, that combo can go a few different ways. You end up cruising along, both happy with how things are going. Or you turn up the heat, start seeing each other more. Maybe you even call it dating. More on that in a sec. Or maybe they tell you they don't want anything more than what it is. Now that's the answer that we're really scared of. That's the reason we put this convo off, that crushing rejection. And it happened to listener Sophie. After seeing a guy and sleeping with him, she had that chat. And it didn't really go how she wanted it to. I was chatting to someone, um, we were hanging out, we were, 
you know, talking every day. And then after the first time that we had been intimate together, um, they told me that I, they thought I was a really great friend of theirs. And that's when I was like, oh, hang on. Is this just a friendship? Because I thought it was more. Friends don't do this. At what point did you bring it up? Like how long had you been seeing each other? Maybe like a month or two. Okay. And then I just brought it up after that. Like, oh, obviously I might have read the signs wrong, but I didn't think this was going to be just a friendship. How did it make you feel when that was the response you got from trying to have the talk? Yeah, I just felt like really stupid. Like how could I have got it so wrong? And then I was just a bit mad at myself because I felt like I had sort of let myself be let down in that way. I guess when I do approach it, I I feel like I need to choose words that make it sound like I won't be upset if it's not what I want. But then maybe that just probably gives the message that I don't really care. So I suppose like I just do that like defense mechanism kind of thing because I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Um, But then they just get hurt anyway, I suppose. When you're dating, are you always looking for something long-term? Like is that why you date at this point or are you open to things being more casual like what kind of um outcome are you after when you're dating i am sort of looking for something a bit more serious Mm. at the moment um but i don't think that every person i meet is going to be a long-term partner but i would rather not like it's fine to date and hang out but i don't want to be intimate with someone that i'm not that it's not going anywhere with Do you think saying that up front will scare people, certain people off? I feel like it might. Say in the past, I would just say like, you know, just so you know, I don't, I'm not looking to um, muck around or anything. And then people like guys would just say, oh yeah, well, like we'll see where it goes. And obviously that's what I'm not saying. We don't have to be exclusive from the second that we meet each other, but. I think having a sort of script and knowing how how my message could be understood and received. Yeah, finding out you're not on the same page is really tough. Couples therapist Isaiah McKimmy says this happens a lot and can be really hard, but that's why it's important to have these kinds of conversations earlier on, especially if you're wanting something more serious. Yeah, so you can both end up being hurt by this. You can end up being the one who thought you guys were just having fun together and then you can feel like really awful because you feel like you've led someone on or you can be the one like Sophie who thought things were going in a certain direction and then find out that they weren't. But what we also know from research is that couples who can have these conversations, couples who learn to define the relationship and really consciously decide on the next steps together actually have stronger and longer lasting relationships than those couples who just kind of drift along waiting to see what happens or what the other person does. So that's what happens when they call game over. But also see it as a plus. You don't want to be wasting your time with someone who doesn't want you back. It'll hurt. It'll be awkward, it'll suck, 
But trust me, it is a good thing. Seriously, kick that time-wasting shit to the curb, my friend. So let's take the other scenario. What happens if you get out of limbo and level up to dating? Months go by, you've been having a really great time, going out, it's super fun and cute and you really like this person. But you're still not sure what to call it. You want to define the relationship. Dun, dun, dun. So what's the best way to have that chat? Here's Isaiah with some hot tips. So I would say even before you have the talk, just get really clear within yourself about what you want from a relationship and what you want from this relationship. So that way you can go into the conversation being really confident and being really clear on what it is that you want. And, you know, just take some time to kind of, you know, center yourself if you like before you have the conversation so that you're not stumbling over your words. So you're not coming across really nervous, which you probably still will be when you start the conversation, but just do what you can to, um, to stop yourself sounding so nervous when you have the conversation. So keep it chill, keep it relaxed. Should you, should you add the, what are we like, just go, I want to talk about this. What are we doing yeah, here? <laughs> I just reckon like something like, you know, hey, there's been something I've been meaning to ask you. I'm enjoying hanging out with you and I'm wondering if you see this becoming exclusive, you know, or you can kind of share your um, what it is that you're wanting first, you know, like um, I'm really enjoying our time together and I think we have a lot of fun. But I'm looking for a monogamous relationship and I'd like that to be with you. How do you feel about that? So how do you react if they uh, don't feel the same way? Mm. So if you're clear that that you want something more serious and they're giving you either a no or they're not quite sure, you can just say something like, that's totally okay, I really respect that. I'm really enjoying spending time with you, but I want to be with someone who's a full yes to me. So if you're not, or if in a couple of weeks you still don't know, I'm going to take that as a no. And I think we should stop seeing each other. So it's worth uh, throwing an ultimatum in there potentially or a time limit? Yeah, because otherwise you're going to be the one who ends up getting hurt. If you are genuinely okay with um, seeing someone and it being really casual, absolutely go for that. But if you know that you've got feelings for this person and they're not ready to commit to you, I would set a timeline on it because the deeper you go, the more it's going to hurt. And it's really hard to change someone's mind. I, you know, I know that it happens or, um, you know, to be the person who's kind of waiting for the other person to be a yes. Uh-huh. And if that's what you want, you deserve that huge yes. As hard as hearing it might be, you deserve to have the relationship that you want. So turn this pot off, get out there, my friend, and have that chat. I believe in you. Oh, and after you're done, DM us. Let us know how you went. You know we'd love to hear from you. And if you have any other questions or topic ideas, hit us up too. At our Instagram, at Triple J The Hookup, or shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.